Hi, this is Ananda, president of the Hare Krishna community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskonofdc.org. That's I-S-K-C-O-N of D-C dot org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. Um, today's topic is uh, body, mind, and words. So I was thinking of starting off with uh, a, a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 10. It comes in chapter 14 of Canto 10, and it is text 3. The verse goes like this. Jnane prayasam udapasya namanta eva jivanti san mukaritam bhavadiya vartam stane stita shrutigatam tanuvan manobir ye prayaso jita jitopi asitai trilokyam English translation is those who even while remaining situated in their established social positions throw away the process of speculative knowledge and with their body, words and mind offer all respects to dis descriptions of your personality. This is Brahma praying to the Supreme Lord Krishna. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying offering all respects of, uh, to descriptions of your personality and activities, dedicating their lives to these narrations which are vibrated by you personally and by your pure devotees, certainly conquer your lordship, although you are otherwise unconquerable by anyone within the three worlds. So the reason I wanted to narrate this verse on the translation is it Brahma is the founder teacher of our entire uh, line of teachers. So in the beginning, I offered my prayers to Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, and he has a teacher, and he has a teacher, and it goes all the way to Brahma. And Brahma's teacher is Lord Krishna himself. Mm -hmm. So Brahma is using the word body, words, and mind. And this is one of the common phrase that is used are in our ISKCON movement by many devotees because the idea is to use the body, our mind and words in service to the Supreme Lord and his devotees. So in this verse, there are two points that I wanted to just draw atten our attention to and then I will go to two or three pastimes that's from Ramayan that describes the wonderful activities of Lord Ram um, and which will highlight the importance of utilizing one's body, mind and words in service to the Supreme Lord. So one key point is being established in our current position or situation. And now our current position and situation is we are in lockdown mode across the world. And the different people are responding to that situation in different ways. Some people don't pay heed to the social distancing and just go out and do their stuff. But it's better to be careful and follow the social distancing norms. 
But even when we are in this situation, what can we do? And then another way of looking at it is our life and situation is unique compared to every other individual. And given my life and my situation, how can I render devotional service to the Supreme Lord with my body, mind and words? And then what does it mean to engage in serving the Supreme Lord with body, mind and words? So that's one portion of it. And the other portion is Sanmukaritam, hearing from the devotees of the Supreme Lord about the Supreme Lord and his glorious activities. So Lord Brahma is saying that is very important. So we, just like now we are on a Zoom conference call and we are trying to hear about the Supreme Lord, based on what our spiritual teachers have given us. So based on that, we are going to have some reading and discussion. So hearing from authoritative sources is very important. And that's what Lord Brahma is underlining here. Sanmukaritam, hearing about you and your glorious activities from your devotees. So in this ISKCON moment, we follow the teachings and instructions given by our founder teacher, Srila Prabhupada, and we have teachers preceding him who have given wonderful teachings and lessons. And Ramayana is a great epic in the land of India and is venerated even today. Um, and different spiritual personalities and teachers over a period of time have brought out the nuances and the fine details or lessons that we can learn from various multiple pastimes that happen when Lord Ram was on planet Earth. Um, my spiritual teacher is Holiness Ramapada Swami. Every year he conducts a, um, a pilgrimage tour. And last October, he took a group of devotees, maybe like around 300 devotees, to a place called Dandak in India. Dandak is a forested area in the Ramayan time. And Lord Ram was banished to go to forest for 14 years. And he, when he was leaving, his brother Lakshman did not even ask Ram, I am coming with you. To serve you. Ram says you stay here. It's not, You were not banished. Only I was banished. I cannot think of even a moment without you and without serving you. So you cannot, even if you say order me to stay back, I am going to disobey that order and mm. with you. So that is the mood of Lakshman. And his wife, Ram's wife Sita she also said, wherever you are, that's that's Ayodhya for me. I, I cannot stay here in all these comforts and opulence. I will also come with you. So Ram, Lakshman and Ram's wife Sita, the three of them make their way out of uh, Ayodhya and they visit few places and then they reach the forest called Dandak. So in Dandak, there are few sages that they are they are doing some auspicious yajyas or fire sacrifices for the benefit of all living beings. 
but that region of the dandak forest is heavily infested with demoniac persons rakshasas so they give lots of trouble to these sages and they request lord ram to make them safe and secure and protect them from the disturbances of these demons and lord ram promises don't worry as long as i am here i will take care of them nobody will come and disturb you or harass you so in the course of his stay in dandak forest for 13 years of his banishment lord ram kills several such demons and one time ravan is a mighty powerful demoniac personality who has conquered most of the um, the planetary systems in this creation with his mystical powers and he has one sister called surpanaka surpanaka and two of his ravan's greatest commanders are stationed with 14000 soldiers in the dandak area so one time surpanaka happens across ram lakshman and sita and she becomes very much attracted to lord ram's beauty and she has no inhibitions and she just walks over to him and say i like you let's have some fun <laughs> and ram says do you see this lady here this is my wife and in this lifetime i have promised that i will take only one woman as wife so i am not available but you look at my brother he is married but his wife is back in ayodhya maybe you can go and approach him and see what he says so lakshman says i don't have any time for anything my 24 hours goes in serving my worshipable lord ram and his wife sita and i don't have any time to take on any other uh, person for a ride together so while this is going on surpanaga is getting frustrated and she say decides oh because of this lady only i am not getting an opportunity let me kill her and eat her so she is about to attack sita and ram gives an order to lakshman it is inappropriate to kill a woman that's a, a warrior code of conduct that was prevalent during those times so ram orders not to kill her but cut off her nose and ears as a punishment for trying to um kill sita so that happens and she her nose gets cut off and the ears are also cut off and she goes wailing to her brother that is the commander of the 14000 uh, soldiers so hearing that the two generals and the 14000 soldiers come and single handedly lord ram kills them all and now only surpanaka and one other person they survive and they go back to lanka surpanaka is very cunning and manipulative personality she knows how to play things to her advantage so she boosts the ego of ravan and says i met this very beautiful woman and she is just living with a normal human being she is fit to be your queen so she incites incites the lust of ravan and ravan and then she also says one thing in front of all his ministers in the assembly if and my, i got 
disfigured like this by those two humans, Ram and Lakshman. And if you do not take any action, the entire world will see you as a weak person. And once she said that in front of his ministers and commanders, Ravan is also cornered. He has to take some action. And now his lustful tendency also has been uh, incited by her. So he decides to check things out. So he goes to his friend Maricha and says, I have a plan. What is the plan? Asks Maricha. I heard about two human beings called Ram and Lakshman. I and they have a very beautiful, Ram has a very beautiful wife. I want her. So I have a plan. So Maharicha says, before you outline your plan, please hear me out. And then he narrates what happened in the past. Maharicha says, he, he, his mother's name is Tataka and he has one brother called Subahu. So these three were harassing so many different sages in one se se section of the forest near Dandaka. And Vishwamitra is a sage who found it very difficult to perform his um, Vedic fire sacrifices. So he approaches Dasharath, the father of Lord Ram, and says, please send me your son with me. I want him to fight the demons. So Ram and Lakshman go with Vishwamitra. And when Tataka, Maharicha and Subahu try to come and disrupt the proceedings, Lord Ram kills Tataka and Subahu and Maharicha escapes very barely, but he escapes. And few years go by. And then he comes again with a couple of his demon friends and he is again harassing. And this time also he again faces Lord Ram. And Lord Ram's arrow hits him and shoots him several hundred miles away and he falls down. And he said, there is no more uh, interaction with this personality. He is too powerful. Next time if I come across and meet him as an enemy, he is going to finish me off. So I am going to give this lifestyle of uh, demons and I am going to take up a lifestyle of ascetics. A saintly lifestyle. <laughs> so from that point onwards, he has this tremendous fear of Lord Ram and he also understands that he is not an ordinary personality. So he decides to give up his way of life, the older way of life, and he takes a, 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 a mode of goodness lifestyle, as a, like a saintly personality. So he tells Rama, now this is what happened, and that's why you see me in this uh, saintly girl. Not just because I am acting or pretending, I am scared. And I am especially scared of Lord Ram. So please do not mess with him. You will be destroyed, your family will be destroyed, and the entire clan will be destroyed. Please listen to me. Don't do it. But mm -hmm. Ravan is not ready. He says, I have this plan. You have to take the form of a deer and draw Raman Lakshman out. Sita will be alone. 
I will kidnap her and take her back to Lanka, my capital city. Again, Maricha, please don't, please. I'm, I'm, he, he is not a person to be messed with. Ravan responds to Maricha, you have two choices. Mm -hmm. Either you can go and get killed by Ram or I will kill you right here, right now. So Maricha says, it's better for me to be killed by Ram than by you. <laughs> so even though I don't agree with your proposal, I will just go ahead with it. Mm. So then the plan is set in motion and Maricha comes like a, a golden deer with silver spots. It's so exotic to look at and it attracts the attention of Mother Sita. She says to Ram, I would like to have the deer as a pet. Ram and Lakshman sense something is not right. This looks like some demonic uh, transformation. So let's not worry about it. But Sita is insistent. So Ram says, Lakshman, be here. And under no circumstance, leave Sita alone. I will go after the deer and take care of it and I will come back. So Lord Ram starts after the deer and the deer starts running to draw him away and Lord Ram follows the deer. And suddenly they hear the voice of Ram saying, Lakshman, Sita, help! Hearing that Sita is in anxiety. Oh, there's something wrong that's happening. Lakshman, please go and save your brother. Lakshman says, my brother has given an order not to move from this place and leave you alone and unprotected. So I am not going. So Sita tries so many different ways and finally she starts using very harsh words to Lakshman who cannot tolerate it. Mm -hmm. And finally says, I am doing this against the order of my worshipable Lord Ram, but you have like really pushed me and forced me to that position. I have to leave you here alone. I am really worried about your safety, but now since you have used all these harsh words on me, I have no other option but to go after my brother. So he goes. And now Ravan is watching all these things and says, ah, my plan has worked out perfectly. Everything is going according to my plan. Now she is alone. I can just kidnap her and be on my merry way to Lanka. So when he kidnaps her, Sita is worried now. Oh, how will my Ram bear separation from me? And I have unnecessarily used harsh language with my brother-in-law who was just trying to help me and protect me. But I was too harsh on him. So now I'm in this situation. So she is trying to look if somebody can help her. Then she sees a bird. That bird's name is Jatayu. Previously, when they were living in Dandaka in the past few years, they had met this Jatayu. Jatayu is a huge mountain-like vulture. And he happens to be a friend of Ram's father, Dasharath. So Lord Ram respected him and interacted with him just like his own father. So this Jatayu, the huge mountainous vulture, was sitting on top of a tree. And this vulture was very old, 60,000 years old. Right. And you, 
as old people normally tend to do when they are just uh, uh, sitting, they just start nodding off and dozing off. So Jatayu was also doing the same thing when he heard a voice. And he wakes up and looks at aerial chariot carrying Sita and there is another person that is forcibly taking her. Looking at that, and Sita tells the tells Jatayu, the, the giant vulture bird, please tell Ram that I have been abducted by Ravan. Please tell Ram that I have been abducted by Ra, Ravan. So she, she knows that Ra, Jatayu is not in a position to fight with Ravan because he is very old, Jatayu. And Ravan is young, very powerful and trained in fighting. And he has mystical potencies too. But Jatayu decides, I cannot watch this injustice being done right in front of my eyes. I have to do something to protect this woman who is in distress, who cannot protect herself. So Jatayu flies from the tree that he was perched upon and then Raman still has not noticed it. Suddenly there is a big gust of wind like a beer. tornado has hit the chariot. Is it, where did this come from? Both his chariot driver and Ravan are trying to figure out and then Ravan notices this huge mountain-like vulture with a large wingspan and when the wings were moving, the wind that was getting generated was like a tornado. It was that, such a powerful uh, bird. So Jatayu starts speaking with Ravan and says, are you not ashamed of doing this heinous act? You were, you were acting like a coward. You should have stood face to face with Ram. Instead of doing that, you are, you are, you just came in when he's not, when he's away, and you are abducting his wife. How can you abduct a wife of another person? Shame on you! I'm not going to allow this to happen. So he starts giving a fight. He rips apart the chariot, the umbrella on top of the chariot. And Ravan starts fighting back. But Ravan is finding it very difficult to fight. He is having his bow and letting loose arrows. But Jatayu comes at him fiercely. And keeps, the fight keeps happening. And Ravan is like scratched. And he's, his arms are getting ripped off. But he has this mystic power. So the arms regrow again. And he is getting really annoyed and angry. And his, driver, his chariot driver's head is ripped off and he's no more. So he says, now, now I am going to step up my attack on this uh, insignificant bird. And then he, took, he takes his other powerful mystical weapons and cuts off the uh, wings of Jatayu. And with blood dripping, the, the bird falls from air onto the earth. So now Ravan has abducted Sita away. So now Ram and Lakshman have met because Lakshman went in search of Ram. They have met and Ram knows something is not right. I asked my brother to stay put and he has come and something bad must have happened to Sita. So when they come back to their place of residence, they couldn't find her and they start tracing the path and they finally come and see this 
huge bird line. So initially they think that it looks like a demon, but once they come close, they identify it to be Jatayu. And Jatayu is just holding on to his life to just pass the message to Ram that Sita has been abducted by Ravan. So he gives that. And then he says one thing to Ram. I know, I knew that I was no match for Ravan, but I could not allow that to happen. But I just wanted to delay him as much as I could in the hope that you would come in during that time. But it did not happen. But, I, but another good thing happened. The time that he, Ravan, was trying to update Sita, anybody loses a valuable, precious thing during that time frame, the owner will now never get it back. But since I fought with him, that time slipped and it went to the next period of time where whatever valuable thing was lost, it returns back to the owner. So you rest assured that your valuable Sita will return back to you and he gives the blessing and passes away so now lord ram this this is a bird this is not a human being and on top of that it is a vulture the lowliest of all the birds but lord ram performs the funeral rites for this bird jatai he was so moved by the sacrifice that was performed by jatai jatai used his body mind and words in serving the Supreme Lord. So the Supreme Lord immediately said, he, so far he was saying, I am devastated by after losing Sita. Now he says, this is even more devastating than losing Sita, losing Jatayu. That is the merciful, compassionate nature of the Supreme Lord. Anybody who says they have surrendered to him is going to accept that and accept this. So he performs the funeral rite for a bird and that to a vulture and then sends that soul back to right now, go back to the spiritual world. So Jatayu went back to the spiritual world. So that is one portion of that. And then after that, they knew, okay, Ravan has, Ram and Lakshman, they knew that Ravan has abducted Sita. So their path was taking them in the southernly, uh, southern direction. So they keep moving there. And then when they were traveling like that, they happened to come across Rishimuka mountain. And here is the place they meet Hanuman for the first time and Sugriva for the first time. So when they come, they see a, 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 Brahman, a Brahman saintly person and they wonder what is this person doing in the middle of nowhere. And this person comes and pays obeisances and then immediately transforms into a giant ape. And he says, my name is Hanuman. I was sent by my king, Sugriva, to check you out. Oh, why does your king want us to check us out? Oh, he, and he has a brother called Wali. And Wali had some misunderstandings with my king, Sugriva. And that misunderstanding became a big feud because of Wali. And he has 
taken a vow to kill Sugriva. But Wali has a curse that he cannot set foot on this Rishimukha mountain and his followers also cannot set foot on this mountain. If they do, they will immediately be killed. So that's why my king and myself and three other people, we have taken refuge in this mountain. Oh, what, what, what is that curse? So Wali has a boon from his father Indra that anybody who he fights with, 50% of their strength comes to him. So he can defeat anybody very easily. So one time there was this demon who was in the form of a 15 foot tall bull, Dundubi. So he came and challenged Wali and Wali just pummeled him and spun him around and threw him. And he landed on a place where a sage named Matanga was doing his rituals. And the blood from the bull spread on his uh, rituals and it contaminated it. So he cursed whoever did this and whoever his followers are. When they step foot on this mountain, their head will shatter and they will die. So since we knew about this, we took refuge in this. So, but Sugriva, my king, was very anxious. He was thinking that both of you were spies sent by his brother Wali. So he was very anxious and very fearful of both of you. But I convinced him that I will go and check you out and then I can go and explain back to him. So Anuman goes back and tells Sugriva, you don't need to worry about these two. These personalities are great personalities. In fact, he is my worshipable Lord. So you don't need to worry about it. You can also surrender to him. He can help you get your kingdom back and get your wife back that has been snatched away by Wali, your brother. So he comes. So when we look at the incident that happened with Sugriva and the incident that happened with uh, Maricha, both of them had fear of Lord Ram. And Maricha also had the intelligence to stay away from any confrontations with Lord Ram. But he did not surrender to him, surrender to Lord Ram. But Sugriva, even though he was in a fear, similar fearful situation, he had the wise counsel of a devotee, Hanuman, through whose agency Sugriva was able to surrender to Lord Ram and his life flourished. So Maricha and Sugriva both had that same fear, fear can I trust this person? The fear and the anxiety was there. But with the assistance of a devotee, the devotee association and the guidance from a devotee is so valuable. So that is exemplified by Hanuman. So now we were talking about Matanga, right? Matanga, just a small narration and I, I, we can wrap up this uh, thing and we can have a discussion. So this sage Matanga had a wonderful disciple. Her name was Sabari. She was a very old lady. So Matanga, he was going to the higher planetary systems and he gives an order to Sabari. You stay in this ashram and one day the Supreme Lord will come. 
so she stayed in that ashram for 13 full years just obeying the uh, order of her spiritual teacher and then in this journey lord ram and lakshman they come to that uh, hermitage where sabari is living and then sabari is so happy and ram is more happy to see such a wonderful saintly personality with so much love and devotion so finally she prays to lord ram saying i have been bereft of the association of my spiritual master please give me your blessings so that i can be with him and have his association forever and serve him forever so this pleases lord ram even more you are such a wonderful saintly personality may your wishes come true so she goes back to the higher planetary systems where his spiritual her spiritual teacher is there and she just wanted to follow the uh, instructions of her spiritual teacher perfectly obediently and she wanted to oh I, now i have met the supreme lord i don't need a spiritual teacher anymore she did not do that she said i still continue want to continue having his association and serving him so that pleased the supreme lord very much so this is why i chose that original verse from uh, shrimad bhagavatam canto 10 chapter 14 text 3 it says sanmukaritam hearing the words according to the guidance and instructions of devotees we should engage our body mind and words in service of the supreme lord so i would like to conclude this talk now and see if anybody has any corrections suggestions feedback questions comments discussions and everyone is uh, muted so before you talk make sure you unmute your the call <clears throat> so i would also like to, at this point as i was saying in the beginning to offer my heartfelt gratitude to my spiritual teacher his holiness ram pada swami um, and a group of devotees they did extensive research of the commentaries and explanations of various acharyas spiritual teachers that brought out the nuances and the essence and the lessons of the past times in ramayan so i was hearing it the last one month leading up to lord ram's appearance day celebrations and it was very inspiring to me and these two or three past times i shared resonated very well with me and i thought i would share that with our congregation here so if i had made any mistakes please accept my apologies i try to do my best uh thank you raghunandan prabhu i have a question can you hear me yes yes mataji um just this idea of body mind and words and can also connect it to the idea of surrender sharanagati that sometimes we think oh just surrender to the lord means like okay whatever i don't have to think much about it or i don't have to make any decisions or just depend on krishna but i love how even in chatayu's story how even though he knew he was so aware and so conscious that of what his efforts could and could not do but still offered what he could in a in a thoughtful and intentional way mm-hmm. it's a lovely meditation because very often i might feel oh disappointed or 
I'll never succeed or it's all overwhelming or, you know, I'm just a small person in this big world, you know? <laughs> so maybe you can just speak a little to that sense of, there's a lot of hope in these stories that yeah. in small ways we can do something. Yeah. And even, if it doesn't, even if the result isn't anything, yep. but don't stop doing. Yeah. The, that was one of the things that really inspired me when I heard this pastime. Here was a 60,000 year old bird and here again going against a person who was very young, very strong and he is a natural warrior and fighter with mystical weapons and he he was not given a task. He, the only task Mother Sita gave him was pass on the message to my Lord Ram that I have been abducted by Raman. But he went uh, above and beyond his comfort zones and stretched himself. And he knew he's not going to come out of it alive. So he was willing to sacrifice his body and life even in that process just to serve Lord Ram. So many times, so how I related uh, that pastime with, with my life is many times I have opportunities to render service. Sometimes I might be inclined to do it, but other times I'll be thinking, should I be doing it? Oh, I'm so tired. I have been doing more service all these days and weeks and my body is not that young anymore and I'm getting old and I have health issues. Should I still keep doing it? It's a natural thought that comes to anyone of us or at least it came to me. But when it comes... Even I have all these drawbacks, let me do something. I don't need to go and sacrifice my life as Jadayu did, but I can just stretch it a little bit outside my comfort zone. So that in that way, I found that pastime to be very encouraging and very inspiring. And the reciprocation that Jadayu got from Lord Ram, who, Im who can imagine the Supreme Lord doing the fire final rites even for human beings and this was a bird and that was a vulture but Lagram said you gave up your life for me defending, defending my wife I am yours and you are mine that kind of loving relationship and loving reciprocation gives lots of inspiration okay I have a chance to to have such a loving relationship with the Supreme Lord and Small, small, we, we, we are not as, uh, required or expected to give up our lives, but we can do some small, small things just that is just beyond our comfort zone in our day-to-day -day services. So that is the valuable lesson that I took. And I would like to hear if others on this call have some similar inspirations or even profound realizations that can inspire me. I'll just j jump on again for a minute. Um, it is an interesting and Perhaps we all face that level of decision-making in small and big things from day to day. Um, and now especially, you know, like you want to go out and save the world, but you know your best service right now is not to go out and save the world, you know? And I think Sangha is really important or teachers or, you know, mentors who you can really discuss, like, should I do this or should I do that? And a lot of times it's a choice between good and good, you know? And weighing the difference. And then also being able to manage, and I know I, this is, some people have it, I have it, like, oh, you've not done enough. You've not done enough. This, this old sense of, you know, you're not good enough or you could have done more. And so, you know, the rattling of the mind <laughs> on that level. 
So um, it seems to me there's always this sense of, you know, balancing it out or um, reassuring ourselves or, or needing reassurance that, you know, what we're doing right now at this moment or in this day is, is the best or is what I should be doing or, you know, what I'm trying to get at. And, and Jata, you, the, the intention and the focus was amazing. He was not thinking in terms of calculating in terms of one's own self. Or he knew exactly, clearly, I am not going to survive this and come out of this alive. But I should do this for Lord Ram. The intention was clear on his part. So that's where the body, mind and words come into play. So he was... His mind was fixed up correctly. And then he used his body by sacrificing his life. But he still held on to the life to convey the message of Ravan abducting Sita. So he, so he, he used his words in service to Lord Ram even at the dying moment. Hare Krishna Rabinandan Das Prabhu, Haripol Ram Rari Das here. Can you hear me? Yeah, Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna Prabhu, Dharvat Pranam. Prabhu, very nice lecture, Prabhu. And you're right, the story of Jatayu is very inspiring. You know, very nice, true devotee of the Lord. You know, it reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, one message that some devotee had forwarded me a while back, in which, you know, they, uh, they, uh, they, they built a statue or a place, you know, in honor of Jatayu somewhere in Kerala. Because it seems when Jatayu fought with uh, Ravan and his body fell, it fell, in Kerala, some that on yeah, the yeah. and you know, uh, and when Lord Ram came, and as you said, you know, Lord Ram must have taken must have taken him some time to come all the way from Chitrakoot till Kerala and meet Jatayu, and Jatayu held on to his life for so many days to give his message to Lord Ram. You know, so very very nice of uh, Jatayu actually, you know, very great devotee of the Lord, and glories to Lord and all Lord's devotees, you know, pure devotees. And, uh, you know, it, it seems that he was the first in the history who had laid down his life in an honor of a woman. There was no incident in the <laughs> history, you know, of India's history where somebody had done that and Jatayu had done that. And, and, and as you said, though, it was, uh, you know, during Lord Ramchandra's life, uh, you know, it was Jatayu. Then there were even these, you know, Hanumanji himself comes from the monkey, came from the monkey clan. There were other monkeys, you know, there were bears, there were even squirrels. Who, who did the devotional service for the Lord. You know, in India, there's a story that when Lord Ram was building his bridge to Sri Lanka, the squirrels also, you know, helped, uh, helped you know, carry the stones and the mud to make the clay and, and you know, make the bridge so that Lord Ram could cross, uh, you know, uh, cross over the Indian Ocean. And that's why Lord Ram, you know, when he patted a squirrel, that's how the two lines came on the Indian squirrel, which we don't find anywhere else. <laughs> so so it's, it's a very nice that, you know, that, uh, you know, we can do devotional service to the Lord in whatever state we are. You know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you know, uh, you know, uh, reminded the animals in Jharkhand forest, you know, about their original state when he sang the Hari Kirtan and all the animals, you know, uh, animals and birds participated uh, in the Hari Nam with him. So it's so true, Prabhu, we, you know, we, it was a very enlightening, very nice story. You know, it teaches us that we should also in this modern age, you know, respect the nature, respect the animals. This COVID-19, you know, there's one theory that it came from animals. So had humans respected animals, you know, maybe we would have, uh, you know, it would have not spread so much in the world. So, uh, you know, while you were giving this lecture, these were a few thoughts that came to my mind, Prabhu. 
uh, including this COVID-19 part. So I just thought I'll discuss this. Thank you so much, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. W one thing that I normally Im imagine when uh, uh, the Jatayu pastime is read or heard by me, Jatayu was not doing the modern uh, selfie generation activity. He was not saying, okay, let me take out my smartphone and capture the video of Sita getting abducted and not do any action and just stay put. He was not doing that. He said, I know I will be killed, but it is my duty to do the right thing. A helpless woman has to be helped. But the recent uh, the selfie video uh, tsunami that is happening all over the world for the, over the past few years, even during these uh, situations, people are not helping the other person. Rather, they are taking out their phones to take selfies and post it on the social media, which is appalling. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, we should learn from the ethics and morals of Lord Ram and you know, and uh, you know, Lord Himself that uh, you know, goodness comes from the heart. Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you. Very nice message. Very good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Prabhu, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for a nice, inspiring storytelling, Prabhu. Uh, I also want to thank you for all the guidance you give us uh, where we do small, small services. I want to appreciate and uh, thank you, Prabhu. Thank you. Thank you. Hare Krishna Prabhu, Anandru here. Hare Krishna Mataji. Nice, inspiring talk. Really like the uh, first times you discussed. Just yes. wanted to appreciate and say thank you. Thank you. Very good. Yes, Raghunanda Prabhu, wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, telling us those pastimes. Thank you, Prabhu.